Live from the 93.7 The Ticket Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome in to the AOE with AD. Attitude over everything. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and we are back for another Wednesday night AOE Attitude Over Everything podcast. I am your host, Aaron Davis. We're on the air. There's no Worlds game tonight. We have a great partnership with them, but it's always good to be live as well. And I got my special guest with me tonight, which I'm going to introduce shortly. Harrison, how you doing, my man? Doing good. You know, it's uh, it's been crazy hot outside, but again, I'm inside AC Studios. Football is right around the corner. It's crazy. It's already next week, Thursday. We got Husker football kickoff. High school football is going on. We got Nick Sainer and Jay Foreman on the call tomorrow for a Lincoln Southwest game. Yes. Uh, it's a good time of year. I don't know about you, AD, but uh, I definitely smile come fall. <laughs> Harrison, I'm just hoping Southwest, I hope my, my links uh, can take care of business. I'm a, I'm a little biased. I know Raf just had uh, training with the coach for Southwest uh, on the air last, uh, just right before my show. So I hope that interview went good. I was actually chowing down on dinner, so I didn't get to hear that one. I'll catch it later. But I just want my links to come and put in work, though, man. I'm, I'm a link, baby. I, I got to go for my links, right? Did you have relation go through uh, Southwest, though? What's that? Didn't you have some family relations going through uh, Lincoln Southwest or no? Am I hearing that wrong? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that doesn't matter, man. My kids <laughs> went to Southwest. <laughs> uh, Gates, it doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, that's great. My kids graduated from Southwest. But listen, when I was in high school, there was no Southwest. <laughs> there was no North Star. There was no Standing Bear. There was no Northwest. It was Lincoln High, Lincoln East. Southeast and Northeast. So that's these other <laughs> new schools. I just, I'm sorry, I have no allegiance as a, as a former student. Now, of course, I want them all to do well, but I'm a link, man. I'm a link. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, my co my, uh, my guest tonight is not a link, but he is my Husker brother. He went to that other school uh, across town known as the Southeast Knights. Jay Gates, former Husker Nebraska, cornerback, uh, 97 national champion. Gates, what's happening, my man? What's up, man? Can you hear me? I hope my technology is set up. I I, I hope I'm good. But, yeah, uh, only for a little bit in 10th uh, grade. But, yeah, I claim the Southeast Knights. Now, see, I like how you preface it by saying only for a little bit. <laughs> it, I, I, I'm always, I always come with the truth. I was only there for 10th grade. That's a little bit. I didn't graduate. I didn't so I because I, I can claim Colorado, too, right, where I graduated. But That's true. I will That's claim true. Claim the Southeast Knights is part of my uh, my history. You know, and it was um, – I, I like how you said, you know, it was a little bit – because, you, like I said, you went there for a year, but you're you know, you know, uh, a Colorado grad from my, uh, the Colorado public school system uh, there. Jay, was it – which this what suburb was it? wasn't Parker, or which, which part was it? Did you – I lived in Aurora. Aurora, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Gates, it's uh, folks. I'm, I'm pumped to have Jay on. First of all, folks, I'm glad to be back on. It has been over a month uh, since I've been on because I've been traveling like crazy. This is the first Wednesday I've been in town in probably about six weeks, so it's been it's been quite a bit. Harrison, I just want a big a big shout out to you uh, for constantly keep you know for holding it down, going national, or playing replays, etc. Uh, I get that text out to Harrison either on a Tuesday night. Sometimes on a Wednesday about five. <laughs> it's better than nothing. It's, it's better like, than nothing. <laughs> it's like, AD, come up and run out. So Harrison's always got my back. So Harrison, I appreciate you for all that you do in the evening crew. 
think about the station and Gates, you being a friend of the station, family of the station and part of the station, basically, you understand how much uh, a collective effort is by everybody. All hands are on deck. And Harrison does a great job of, of keeping things rolling in the evenings and even some weekends of that goes. So, uh, Harrison, again, I appreciate you. Gates, bro, it's that time of year, my man. Can, can, is, can, man. can you feel it, Jay? I, I feel it. I, I'm, I'm beyond excited. Um, you know, football is king at my house right now. Like, uh, like Harrison said, you know, high school football is king right now at my house. My son, obviously, playing mm-hmm. on Friday nights, my stuff on Saturdays, and the fact mm-hmm. that it's just football season. Yeah, I'm like everybody else. I get goosebumps. I'm ready for game day. I'm ready for everything that every every fan out there is for. I just added uh, NFL Sunday ticket on my YouTube TV, <laughs> so my so my Sundays are locked up too. So really and truly, you know, until the Super Bowl, I'm good. <laughs> Jay, I, I gotta let the listeners know this. I I, and this, I was I was late to the party. Jay had been on me along with many others. Ad, why do you still have cable? Most of it just because of laziness. And I was like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And once I'm, I cut the cord, uh, almost almost two months ago now, to YouTube, Jay said, AD, do YouTube. There was other viable options out there, but YouTube was, for me, it was the best option. Plus, you throw that NFL network and the NFL ticket, Sunday ticket. Jay was like, I don't know why he was waiting. And I'm paying literally two-thirds cheaper a month. And it's it's a thing of beauty. Jay, and Jay is a fellow traveler. You travel quite a bit. I keep forgetting I can watch it anywhere. I've been in the airports just pulling up TV and programs. It's it's gorgeous, man. Yeah, I landed. I landed literally this afternoon, about two o'clock, coming back from uh, a few days down in Orlando. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. even in the hotels now, I almost never turn the TV on. I Don't just grab my on. iPad, hit YouTube TV, and pull up the news from last night or a show that I usually watch or whatever, and. You know, it's my schedule, which is cool. So I watch what yeah. I want to watch when I want to watch it. And mm-hmm. if there's something on live, I can. But, yeah, I almost never turn the hotel TVs on because I just watch what I want to watch. Absolutely. That's that's a beautiful feature. I, I, I was doing that myself Monday. Um, Sunday night? I don't know when I flew out. Me and you both gone so much. I think it might have been Monday night. I don't know. Sunday or Monday night, I pulled up the news. You know, because I, I, record, I record the 530 news, national news, and I watch, obviously, the local news. And. I, Jay, I don't think I did. You know, I, I take that back. Monday morning, I did turn on uh, uh, the local news there because there was a story happening down in Nashville I wanted to check out. But other than that, I didn't turn my TV on when I flew in because I just, like you said, I pull up my laptop. We we're ready to go, man. So I appreciate you, my brother, for helping me clip the cord. <laughs> hey, Jay, 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 snip, 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 snip. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit. It's a beautiful thing, especially the for me. It was the price. I mean, Directv's been tripping for a long time, so uh, you know, I cut the I cut that cord three years ago. I think. I, I, see, it, just you mentioning that number makes me almost vomit in my mouth. <laughs> how much that I have kicked out over the past number of years uh, with Directv it was astronomical. But Jay, it is football season, man. We're going to get into a lot, folks. Jay, first of all, Jay is a. Um, He's my corner husker brother, former Husker, 97 National Championship team. He is also in corporate America. Um, he's an executive in corporate America. He's also uh, as, as a referee in football. So we're, we're going to get into that. But, Jay, first of all, grew up. Tell us your story. Where'd you? A lot of the people, some of the people on um, our morning audiences have heard your story. But some of the people, a lot of people in the evening audience have not heard your story, where you're from. So tell us a little bit of background. Where'd you grow up at? We mentioned a little bit at Southeast, but 
go from there. So sophomore year at Southeast, and then where'd you go through after that, my man? Sophomore year at Southeast, my parents had gone through a divorce. My mom uh, ultimately moved to Colorado. Like I said, she mm -hmm. moved to Aurora, Colorado. So um, I left uh, after I'd lived here, I think, uh, originally from sixth grade. Um, so I went to Calvert. I went to Pound. was at Leffler. went to Southeast and then uh, moved to Colorado, finished high school out in Aurora, Colorado. And then I came back down here uh, as a freshman in college in 1993. Um, and I was here from 93 through 98, walked on to the football team after you guys won the national title in 94, 95. You know, I walked on and was lucky enough to win a title uh, and a ring in 97. And uh, I've been uh, around pretty much ever since. Kendra, I met Kendra there, my wife. Uh, when I was in college, we spent seven years in Iowa, um, in Urbandale for a while. Uh, and that's where my daughter Landry was born. But other than that, I'm a Nebraska kid through and through. We moved back here to Lincoln in 2014. And uh, we've been living the dream ever since. You know, Jay, um... There's a story that I always like to share, and I share your story with a lot of people uh, around the country, not just students. I mean, adults as well, uh, because here's the one thing you don't know. Jay came out and tried out how many times before you made the team? <laughs> I tried out every year I was on campus um, from the, let's see, you guys played for the national title in 93, and I first, that was when I first learned about it during that season. Um, so they had, back then, Nebraska had open tryouts, and so... When they got back from the bowl game in 93 from losing against uh, Florida State. They had open <laughs> Cheated against Florida State. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> I think Bobby, Bobby Bowden has a ring saying they won. So <laughs> cheated or not, he's got the ring. <laughs> so uh, it would have been January of 94, I think, is when the, was my first tryout. And then uh, – I tried out just about every year until uh, till till I finally made it and stuck and uh, and got lucky and we ran the table and I got a ring. You know, Harrison, and to the listeners out there, I shared Jay's story for a number of reasons. Most people, I'm, I'm meaning by most, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. 50% of people, 40% may have come back the first time. Okay, I'll send me that back in the back. 75% may have come back the first time. It's expert, you know, okay, I didn't make it that time. I would say 50% or less when it came back the second and probably less than 10 when it came back the third. And Jay came back and got it and got some hardware. I use that lesson to people all the time. People say, well, I tried it once. Well, you tried it one time. Well, I tried it again. You tried it twice. Jay is the type of person, folks, I want you to listen to this because it speaks to me a lot of volumes in my own life as well. When you're, you can't just be hungry for something, whether it's the promotion, uh, the new job, the new career, the position change, starting the business, writing the book. I don't care what it is. Hungry is not good enough. Because if you're hungry, you'll drink some water and still go to bed. Me and Jay did that a lot in college. We didn't have no money. He's like, you know, I ain't got no money. So I'm just going to lay it down and wake up and see what happens in the morning. Hungry is not enough. When you're starving, you'll find food. You'll make it happen. When you're starving to see that that business endeavor, that that class, that degree, that promotion, whatever it may be, when you're starving for something, you will find a way. So hungry is not enough. There are a lot of people hungry to do something, but hunger is not strong enough when you're starving for something, endeavor, or goal, 
is when things change because you won't settle until you achieve that thing or all possibilities are shut, okay? Jay is the epitome of that. And as a result, he got a national champion. No one will ever be able to take that away from him for the rest of his life. And once he leaves here, he's always going to be etched in the books at the University of Nebraska as a member of the 1997 national championship team because he refused to quit. So I always want to share that story. Jay doesn't share it because he's a humble dude. At least with this on golf course, he'll wag his tongue quite a bit. That's either here or there uh, right now because he <laughs> talks a lot of trash, things we cannot say on the air. Uh, but nevertheless, <laughs> he is the epitome of someone who was seriously that, that starred for something that said, I'm not going to quit until I, I get this or all doors are closed. Jay, with that being said, man, you came to Nebraska, member championship team. How was it living in Iowa? Being a former Husker, what was that like? <laughs> Because you told me a lot of stories. Tell our listeners what it was like living in Iowa and hearing all the, the banter back and forth, et cetera. I, I tell a couple stories specifically about my um, moving over there. Uh, like I said, we lived there for about seven years. And quite honestly, it didn't even cross my mind when we first moved to um, Urbandale where we lived, which is just a suburb of Iowa. But you know, growing up, I had nothing against Iowa. I've never really cared about Iowa State because we always beat them. And so, to me, <laughs> I hadn't. And, and I was no spending. <laughs> yeah, I had no, no, I had no feelings really, and I didn't really understand that I was no longer in Nebraska until football season rolled around. And I, because I had moved over there like in February or March, and mm-hmm. Kinder stayed here with Jackson until um, you know until. Uh, summertime before they they moved over Landry wasn't born yet uh but once fo- about this time of year when football season started rallying up and what really got my attention is the neighbor across the street had an Iowa state flag my next door neighbor had an Iowa flag and that's Mm-mm. a real rivalry Iowa Iowa state yeah. is no joke over there and anyone who who's from that neck of the woods will tell you that that was my first indication, like, oh, yeah, it's football season. Um, and I just thought, oh, damn, next time in Lincoln, I'm going to have to grab a flag and let these fools know I'm from Nebraska, right? I mean, it doesn't matter, <laughs> but I'm going to. So I <laughs> literally, it was about two weeks. It was about two weeks later. I got back and uh, I bought a flag and I got around on a Saturday to put it up. <laughs> the funny story is. Both neighbors came over to my house and said, hey, man, <laughs> welcome to the neighborhood. We're fine with you, but that flag is not welcome, right? So I had the <laughs> Iowa people and the Iowa State people tell me that shit has to come. Well, that has to come down. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> so that was the first time it woke me up like, hey, you're not in Lincoln anymore, uh, you know, Dorothy. Uh, you need to get your Husker flag <laughs> and get it down. So that was that was a big eye opener for me is to uh, to realize that I was no longer uh, just one of the guys. But yeah, I just it was a very funny story to me. But uh, how many years? Were you, you know, guys eventually in Iowa, I say that again. How many years were you guys in Iowa? We ended up being there uh, a total of seven years. Okay. Yeah, we were supposed to be there a couple, two or three, and that turned into a right around seven. So. Um, I love Iowa now when we go back. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't associate with either one of those two teams. I'm still a Husker, but it was a pretty good story. You know, the way that you fix that uh, is you just put out – you just get a flag of your national championship ring 
and they wouldn't even recognize what it was flying because neither one of them have one. It'd be a foreign object. <laughs> well, you, you know, I tell I tell the, the other story I tell with that, and it came, and, you know, it's just facts. Okay, so Jackson moves over there when, you know, so we're living there, you know, and he's 18 months old at the time. Well, mm -hmm. by the time he got to fifth grade, or no, let's say, no, hold on, I'm, I'm getting it. it, had to be second grade. We had only been mm -hmm. there a few years. We've been through a couple football seasons, and, mm -hmm. you know, this was in 2007 and 8 and 9. We were not the Nebraska of the 90s anymore. Right, um, right. So Jax comes home. This was, I'm pretty sure it was first grade because Kendra really got after me. Um, Jax came home before the Nebraska-Iowa game, and these kids had been raised, um, you know, either your Iowa, Iowa State. And J Jackson was, you know, he's six, seven years old, <laughs> real tenderoni, right? And he comes home uh, the Friday before, and he says, hey, Dad. And it really caught me off guard. He says, hey, Dad. Are we gonna win? Because uh, my guys mm. are te telling me that that I'm rooting for the wrong team, and I should be. <laughs> and I said, "Hold on!" Right? And so he's like, "Come to me, man to man." You know, first grader mm -hmm. to dad. Like, you got me wearing this red and white, but the kids at school are telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> and and I gave Jack some instructions that I. I regret, but, but I said, basically, let's say this. I said, when you go to school today, you throw the bones. You tell these mm. fools Nebraska's about to represent, and mm -hmm. you tell all these little kids that come Monday, they're going to learn what it's like running up into the black shirts. And I'm really glad that we won that ball game because I think Jax was on the fence. Um, <laughs> I, may have, I may have had a Hawkeye Tuesday morning, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it it and and ever since you know the loyalty the Husker program was mm -hmm. strong. Jack is a big, big Husker fan. But those were the two things that caught me totally off guard. But yeah, the Iowa Hawkeye fans were wearing Jackson out young, and I had mm -hmm. to we had to stay the course during, <laughs> <laughs> you know, during, difficult, during difficult times. I say, hey man, you gotta support. Stay the course. <laughs> You know, Jay, you've, uh, I'm, I'm going to get in the officiating after a bit and, and talk about that. But, Jay, you know, we, we've, me and you, and uh, of course, several other former, you know, teammates and Husker family. That's the thing that's beautiful about Nebraska. And I, you know, I guess I can't speak about other schools. I can only speak about ours and the fraternity we have of guys, regardless of what John, what, which era uh, that you played in. We've talked ad nauseum about expectations, et cetera. And, um, Jay, you've seen the team. You've seen practices. You've, to my understanding, you've repped a few of the scrimmages or been there, correct? This current team? This current yes. team. Yes, I've been down there as recently as two or three weeks ago. I just want to say this without saying a whole lot, because like I said, I always try to protect what you can say and can't say as an official, because you want to keep that. There's certain things you just want to just, you don't say. Right. What have you, what makes you excited about what you saw? I'll say that. You know, as a Husker fan and as an objective Husker fan, seeing changes, I've been going down there every year since uh, the Polini era, so I can speak intelligently on on each one of those administrations. Mm -hmm. um, I think the thing that excites me about the rule administration so far 
um, and we'll see if it translates to W starting next week, is I really like what I see just from the coaching and the administration of the current practice system. Um, nothing against the most recent administration. The practices seem are more intense, and to me, the number one thing is they're physical. These practices, mm. it doesn't matter whether you're down there on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it doesn't matter what day of the week, they're physical. That is the biggest change, and I think Husker Nation will appreciate that. I personally would say that's going to be, for me, the biggest thing to see how that translates onto the field because for a long time, and I know the NCAA has changed the rules, and I know coaches have different philosophies about keeping kids healthy, and it's not easy to manage a team in team practices these days. But I do know the biggest thing I've seen is physicality. At all times, um, you, you can get into the you can get into the minutia of Coach Rule runs this drill, Frost ran this drill. That doesn't matter. It's all about these kids are physical. They're they've been hitting. So come come next week, hitting and taking the right angles and put and bringing people to the ground is not at all going to be new and should not be an excuse win or lose the ball game. That's that's something I think Husker Nation can can be comforted about is these kids are going to come to play. They're going to come with some energy. They've been coached and I've seen them coached up, uh, you know, or encouraged, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) These guys are getting, they're getting after it. And, uh, and I'm excited just like everybody else to see what, what happens uh, during the 60 minutes of the ball game. Jay, I'll say this before we go to our first break, man, Uh, what you said, everything you said is encouraging. And you think those would be things that would be obvious things that you would do is be physical in practice. You would actually uh, um, uh, uh, take people down. Uh, You'd actually uh, hear pads popping. If I could say anything during the spring game, that was the thing that was most encouraging to me. I I look at spring games. I think you even look at it more objectively than I do being uh, uh, an official. And for me, I can look at it, you know, consider part of the media now, I guess, but also as an alumni. I try to look at it as, as objectively as I can. A few times what I did is I watched, I watched a few plays and I turned my head for the purpose of what I hear anything, what I hear, what I hear pads popping. That was a thing of beauty to hear the physicality in a spring game because it's, I'm not comparing administrations. I'm simply saying comparing what I heard from last spring game to this spring game. It wasn't even comparable. These guys, in which you, I think, Jay, you bring up a great point in that. On when they play Thursday night, a week from tomorrow, it's not going to be their first rodeo as far as being exposed to physicality and, and hitting. And, and they're going to actually do a mock game tomorrow night, to my understanding. Um, uh, everything live for the most part. That I, I, That's huge because you can't expect guys to practice not hitting. Then all of a sudden on game day, you hit a switch and you start form tackling and popping pads. We and you both know at that level, the teams you're going to play against, that's not going to cut it. And I want to visit more about that with Jay. We're going to take a quick break. But I want to hear more about that. Also, how you got involved with officiating, uh, the number, you know, how you worked your way up through the SWAC all the way up now to the uh, to the major conferences. Uh, you're in the booth. Sometimes you're on the field. How quick those calls have to be made, which change as far as rules. And also visit about your son, Jax, and his college plans and his last year of high school, what that ride has been. Because a lot of parents are in your shoes right now that are trying to navigate those waters as well. Folks, I got my, uh, my guest here tonight. Uh, my Husker brother, Jay Gates, member of the 1997 National Championship team, quarterback, 
uh, currently official in corporate America. We'll be back on the Attitude of Everything uh, radio show on 9.7 The Ticket. We'll be right back.